0: On this day, in this place, the doctor will fall. Welcome to the WhoVeen Review. I am Michael. I'm Shelby. It's Colin. I'm Jason. And tonight we're going into A Good Man Goes to War, the last part of the first half of Season 6.
1: Shelby, what, what do you have any initial thoughts about this? I, I do, I do. <laughs> they, they, thanks for prompting <laughs> <laughs> me out there, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> She's been um, itching to say something for a little bit. This was my first episode of Doctor Who that I ever saw. Um, and I was really confused.
0: Confusion.
1: Very confused watching it. And so, like, I spent the first, like, quarter of it driving my family crazy, being like, who's that? Who's that? And I kept getting, no, we don't know. We don't know. And River comes up, and I go, who's that? And they're like, who? we don't know yet and I'm like oh so we've never seen her before either and they say no we've seen her lots of times we just don't know who she is and I was like what are you talking about and they're like Shelby you're talking too much and sh- shut up yeah. so <laughs> then I watched the rest of the episode and I tried not to interrupt and I was just like so lost and then you know the you know when Rory showed up I was immediately like Wait. So is that guy the doctor? Is that what this is? And they're like, everyone's like, no. And the doctor doesn't even show up, for a while. And then when he does, he's acting ridiculous. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then the Colonel Runaway speech happened, and I absolutely fell in love with Doctor Who. Just that whole scene. It was an epic badass speech. You see at the end, like when he reacts, and you can see that he very obviously like is surprised that it worked. And you see like you know his friends kind of being like, dude. stepping out of line and like there was just so much magic in that that I just got hooked and then the rest of the episode going through seeing a bunch of great you know emotional character development moments seeing a great victory and then a great failure and you know all this stuff and then we come in and River comes in is like oh I'm I'm your daughter and the episode ends and I'm like I still don't understand who she is and also her, her daughter. No, no one explained why that baby exploded and no one explained why everyone was messing about with this like blue box thing. Like what is going on? And I was so lost. And so my brother said, well, if you really want to understand River Song, you need to go back and watch silence in the library Forest of the dead. <laughs> and then you should probably just watch the Matt Smith oh, era goodness. all the way through. So I went back and did that. And of course he did. You know, going through that all all that stuff there I absolutely fell in love with Doctor Who and that brings us to today (laughs) so you
2: started there and then you went backwards and watched the beginning of Doctor Who almost like a a river song journey (laughs) in your own viewing Uh, uh, A a little bit. Well,
1: you know, what was weird is that, like, the entire time that I've watched Doctor Who, I've known who River is. Like, I had that reveal immediately. And also, my first impression of Rory was total badass. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) And it was was just kind of, like, a a weird kind of impression. And then going back and watching it now, like, all the things that – You know, I was kind of like, what is this about? Like, I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. What's this
2: lizard lady? Like, uh, uh, what's this uh, potato warrior doing here? Yeah. um, Going back to Rory. And how about Sergeant Blue Man? Going back to
0: Rory, I have a message and a question. A message from the doctor and a question from me. Where's my wife?
2: And of course, then the Cybermen are like, "Well, where's the message?" And the thing is, is it really can be a message from Rory and the Doctor, and it both makes sense because they're not only looking for you know Rory's wife, they're looking for the Doctor's wife. Exactly. <laughs>
0: wow. But then the Doctor also, and that could have been a foreshadowing right there, for all we know. But we do Maybe know. Like it. But we do know that this is. I mean, because obviously. River and, and, and the doctor are getting kind of interesting <laughs> at this point in the series. I thought
3: it was hilarious how the doctor just, at some point, just let out sounds. It was just awkward sounds.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, when like, you mean like when, when he found her, out? She, out yeah. yeah, well, I mean, that was also a little bit like he was like, Oh. Giddy. Um, wait a second. It was we so kissed. cute. Oh. And like, oh, we, oh. you're their daughter. Ooh.
2: <laughs> and I, it was so funny Awkward. to watch. <laughs> and I <laughs> kissed you. And we do the smoochies. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so
3: cute to see the doctor. Like, we just went through like his biggest triumph and his biggest failure, and then we just see him just completely just goo-goo gaga. Like we see so many different faces of the doctor in this episode, and I thought it was hilarious. Oh yeah. And River had an epic speech in there too. She just popped in like she was God or something. Like, hey, you guys want answers? I'm here. Like, bro. I mean, she's from the future. Alex yeah. Kingston, by by all means,
0: probably is one of the strongest actors who has been in almost anything, but especially as River Song and Doctor Who, she really brought the
2: emotional impact to this story. Oh,
1: yeah. And the There's way she every, had the emotional every story. impact. Um, but I, I, I just, felt my eyes water
2: near the end. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that Lorna girl? Oh, uh, When, goodness, like, the Doctor, yeah. like, hasn't met her yet or forgot Our her. Just, right? Like...
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, Lorna Bucket. She's the. She's a. I mean, she only joined this army so she could actually meet the doctor.
1: No, L- Lorna wasn't the astronaut. River was the astronaut. The yeah, right we're, we're, so Mel- do, Melody, do we find, know who uh, Lorna was. Uh, no, no, past? we don't. We she, she's it. a new character. So basically, it's like she's actually probably from the doctor's future because he doesn't know her yet, and so but he could like you know, assume that he probably went there and screamed run at everyone, because, yeah. you know, that that's he does. companion, perhaps. Uh, potentially. I mean, they could definitely bring her in, because she, you know... I would love that, actually. Well, it's new she couldn't really be a companion, though. I, the I, I'm taking episodes,
2: another perspective. Yeah, an sure. you know, this, this is the latest episode that I've seen.
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, because... It, it, she can't be, because we know that she only met the doctor very briefly. That was a very big point of her character throughout this episode. What if we got like the what, what if doctor? she
2: lied? Like what if she wasn't like the most truthful person? Like that
0: the doctor lies.
3: <laughs>
0: well, we don't even know which incarnation she ended up meeting which from the doctor. I mean, it would make sense cuz it seems like she she seems to have recognized the doctor in this episode, so I'm guessing it was the love of the doctor. But when in the well, world she did knows a lot of that? the
3: doctor, knowing that he changes faces and stuff. Like, who says that we don't see a later doctor meeting someone that looks just like her and has her same name and says, run, and knows to say run because of what he told her in the past? Could be. Could be. Tiny-wimey. That would be kind
0: of cool to bring her back. Inside. I would love to
3: see her bring, brought back. Vastra and Jenny. Oh my god, I'm so glad. This well, was the, in, the well, episode well, that introduced the
0: power
1: That's couple. Crazy. They are yes. and oh my god, that moment where Vastra's like, I don't know why you put up with me, and then like Jenny looks at her like, You are so hot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep, only reason. But yeah, they're such a great couple. Like oh, you they think are. Jenny is just like this little like quiet little thing, and then like as we like progress with her, you learn that she is completely badass.
0: I, that's what I like about Jenny. She's got a sweet and and hard side, too. Mm-hmm.
1: And we can't talk about that without talking about Strax. Strax oh, had a God. great
0: introduction, because he's on the battlefields on Earth, it seems, or at least on some sort of battlefield. The
2: yeah. Battle of Azarus yeah. Thustra, or whatever. One of my favorite spuds. <laughs> what what a concept that, you know, for um, a Centauran. the worst curse you could have is... To Care for those that, well, that need help.
1: Well, you know what's interesting is that I think that it might have been an illusion back to in the David Tennant era where he met up with that kid and they had the whole Atmos thing with the Centaurans poisoning this guy on Earth and everything. Mm-hmm. So Dan Starkey plays, uh, what's his name right? Um,
0: mm-hmm. Dan Starkey, yeah, the he, guy who plays tracks.
1: Yeah, so he played a different Centauran in that and. In this episode Strax is like Oh yeah I'm working to like Restore the honor of my clone badge And it's clearly related to the doctor So the doctor probably just like picked up some they Were like You're part of the same clone batch as this other dude The
0: Battle of Zarustra It's from 40, 4037 AD So obviously it's a futuristic battle mm. But yeah that was quite an intro for, for Strax I, lo- I love the fact that You've taken a Centauran, which all already is kind of funny looking in the first place, but given them probably one of the best senses of humor that almost any Doctor Who alien has ever had in the past. And at yeah. least
1: one breast.
2: Yes, at least at least one <laughs> lactation <laughs> lactating chest. He oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Well, he, he at least makes fantastic uh, lactation fluid. Exactly. Know? That's what's exactly.
3: essential if you're going to be a nurse, you know?
2: Yeah, but I, I have to wonder, does, like, one lactation fluid suit all? I, I think even in our current culture, you know, we're thinking, are cow's milk, you know, just as good what? for humans? But really, another alien species, like, far off well, in other galaxies, their, their lactation fluids are just as good for I'm guessing human
0: children than their own got, mothers? He's probably got human milk. Yeah,
2: or
1: something he said like he genes that. Milk well, for all himself. creatures. He and said he gene spliced right? himself, and like he was caring for humans, or at least people who looked like humans. So, yeah. he's probably suited for them. I really he said, like. Has to care enough. for
2: the weak. Fair enough. I don't. I don't know what milk he has. You know, they <laughs> bring all I don't. the humans it's to the yard. <laughs> I'm making some assumptions about him and his milk-producing qualities. That's.
1: Which is one gripe I have about Lorna, because pretty much every line she had was like presumpt- presuming something. It was like she goes up to Amy and is just like, oh, you know, you must have been with him a very long time. Oh, you must be very special then. Oh, you must know what's going on. And, like, she meets the doctor and is like, oh, you don't remember me. She's all mysterious. She's a very very presumptuous person. It definitely seems that
0: way. We also got a couple other nods from the past because we had Danny Boy from Victory of the Daleks come back with his little entourage of... Warplanes from the from World War II. and then we also had, of course, Captain Avery and his son. Um, they were taken over the uh, Madame Cavorian's
1: uh, ship. Yeah, yeah. And then we had another new character of Dorian Maldivar. <laughs>
0: yeah, Dorian, <laughs> the big the big blue
1: guy.
3: He um, here's a fun character. Have you seen him before? Mm-mm. He had, no. This is yeah, his great necklace too. Does he have, um, Does he come back? Oh yeah, to
0: a
2: maybe to a degree, perhaps. Well, we will see. You know, who he knows? He kind of
0: lo- loses his head in this episode, so it's kind of hard for anyone to come back without a head. But, but his he, body uh, is
2: like walking around,
3: so that's
0: yeah, scary. it's possible.
3: Unless the monks turn out to be like chill.
0: Later I mean, on. the headless can also, monks
2: were walking around for a long time. I
0: mean, you can also see him in, in in past guises, perhaps. Yeah, and timey yeah. wimeyness happens. How do know? they eat
1: and breathe? <laughs> yeah, I, I've been
0: wondering about the headless monks. That's I thought they were thing. like life forms for real, for
2: real, though. Yeah. I'm wondering how they their oh, yeah, hoods stood you. up. I mean, it didn't seem like there was that much starch in them yeah. when he pulled them back. <laughs> there was enough starch. Uh, there I, wasn't I really understand. a whole lot of
0: explanation with the headless monks, and that's probably the one weakness of this whole episode. I don't that... think it's a
3: weakness. I think the whole point was they're mysterious. People didn't know why they couldn't see their heads and stuff. Like, they were just there. Yeah, but do we need speaking to, of headless monks, did do you want to, to be an important element? Oh. <laughs> the big, the, I, our the, favorite the Anglo-Saxon. Okay, why do you have to take my thunder, Michael? Go for it. I literally said, zzzz. Okay, go no for I don't it. Want to
2: anymore. No, do it. Thunderstorm us.
3: So I thought it was so interesting. We're not interesting. That really makes sense. There is like this one character or these two characters. There was like the fat one and the skinny one and they were a couple. And then it was just really weird because it was like, oh, no one needs to know what our names are. We're just the fat and the skinny gay couple. Like, who cares? You know? And then all of a sudden they take the fat one and then just chop off his head for no reason. Like, is that something that's common practice? Like people just disappear, get their head cut off and like are a part of like the cult?
1: Well, they said that, like, they, you know, always...
3: I, I, I guess it's, like... Like,
1: is you, that common practice. Like, that's just weird. Eh, that is, it was never In addressed. real life? No. Well, no. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but it was actually addressed in the episode. They, they like, mentioned it yeah. briefly, where they were like, it's, you know, customary for people like visiting armies working with us to, you know, donate some of Let's their be own frank, it's customary version. to have weird
2: things in Doctor Who. Yeah,
1: yeah, but like is that like common practice? Like does everyone know, oh,
3: I might get my head cut off at some point by a headless monk. I, th- no, th- I, th- I they think they didn't it's that I think interior. they were
2: thinking that the headless monks had heads until the Grand Reveal when you thought when we saw like, oh, they're little shriveled uh turkey neck skin all tied in a knot. And somehow and, living. Yeah, and besides that, somehow Magically have, you know, telekinetic powers to keep hoods raised. And they have flaming swords, so... Yeah, flaming lightning swords. Those were pretty badass, if I can say that on this podcast.
0: Yeah, and they also could shoot the same flames from their own hands. So, Mm -hmm. something's going on with these characters, but for me, I just... I wish there was a little bit more explanation. Me too, because
2: you you leave the audience and young children wondering in their minds, hey, if I cut off my head, (laughs) do I get great flame, lightning, sword powers? And I don't think that's a good moral message to
0: send that to the universe. Well, there is a point there.
1: No, there wasn't. You know what I did like is I liked the return of the uh, church army that we'd seen before where they've got um, River held captive in the future and they work with them to take down the angels in uh, Time of the Angels in Flesh and Stone. Yes and, yes. and, you know, the doctor just kind of casually mentions, oh, you know, well, it's the 51st we- century, the church has moved on, their military now, it's whatever. And, like, <laughs> here, here we see the, you know, that military, you know, in full force and, you know, there are actually being multiple different, Religion-based militaries around.
0: Yes, this is true, but we also see River Song's um, prison j- jail cell, which I think we saw in uh, Big Bang, and that whole two-parter.
1: Uh, we definitely saw it in impossible astronaut and Day of the Moon. Yes, but I'm not
0: that's sure. That's true, um, but yeah, no, I know we've seen it in the past. So it was. I mean, it it this is gr- like a Matt Smith kind of. Uh, big like jumbled up, mixed up episode where you take everything from his past and just kind of throw it
3: into one episode. Which is and... <laughs> crazy that this is the first thing you've ever seen of Doctor Who. You were probably like, "What is going on?" Is oh, that was horrible? so lost. Like, what? Yeah, good place to start. Yeah, my only episode, yeah. the first, my introduction to Doctor Who was like this chick in like a place full of plastic and this dude grabbing her hand and made like run.
0: Oh, that yeah. was the Doctor's Gross. first episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually not a bad start. Yeah, right point. it's a first genuine well. start. Not My first did. as well
2: off of a Project Free TV back in the day. Oh, Project streaming, Free TV. Streaming, when you can stream things before streaming was a thing. Well, what was your first North episode, Colin? What was the it very was first story you got to see? The very first was the first episode... Of the briefly from Doctor Who. Same
1: one exactly. as
0: Jason. Okay, so all three of you started with a new Doctor Who episode. Well, yeah, because, yeah. you know. The first full story I remember seeing was Warriors of the Deep, Peter Davison, when it first came out.
1: Yeah, so well, that, that's the part live? that's not fair because, like, you're, you're like saying that, like, all oh, you're like, oh, I'm so high and mighty, but you watched it. When it came out, so you watched a contemporary episode, just like I did. I watched this episode when it came out. These two at least, like, probably went back a little bit and... Mm -hmm. and Watch, yeah. you know, some older stuff. So actually, Although you and me watched the contemporary ones and these two went oh, back well, the and were more, you Whoa, know, oh, I, 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 you th- got, no, you guys were more legit. You went oh. back and watched like the, you know. Yeah, you, you were, were, yeah. Uh, yeah. were
3: legit. Plus. Imagine where you would be now if you didn't watch that episode as your first episode of Doctor Who.
1: You probably would have never got as into it as you Who knows? Did. It's, Who it's knows? possible. I mean, I, I I think that if I had gotten pulled into it I would have gotten as into it as I am but oh, I don't know if I would have gotten yeah like I mean that was just uh,
3: you know <sighs> And now look at you now your brothers probably very like
1: concerned or proud I don't know, I don't know. I Proud, uh, yeah I mean he yeah, he's probably a good awesome con and you know he's so proud and everything
0: just for the record, I don't know if it's high and mighty for me to suggest that I'm actually older than
3: everybody here. I was going to make that comment, but I stopped myself because I realized
0: <laughs> No, didn't.
1: you were... <laughs> if I'm there's not anything that Whovians value, it's age and wisdom. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. what, what, what I was I saying was, call, was that you were yeah. trying to be all elitist and saying, oh, well I started with a classic Who, but that's like it's not like you had the option of starting with New Who. Not really, no. <laughs> yeah. but, and, and, you know, no, yeah, account Dr. You had no choice. And to be fair, and, we, you warriors, and you didn't start with the first Doctor, you started with what was coming out of the you're time. You were in, exactly like indoctrinated
2: in, in childhood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The the propagandized by the BBC media. Warriors of
0: the Deep is known as one of the worst. Classic Doctor Who stories. Then I, taste I, I am
1: love Warriors of the Deep because of the last line in it. Yes. It's the, the so ending. amazing and there's so much emotion in it and it's just like. That's what hooked me. That, that, that's that's probably me the, the moment of classic Doctor Who that I remember the most vividly. Okay, well um, you have to quote her for say.
0: audience now. There could have been another way. should have been another way. should have been another way. Oh, she schooled you. See, she's got the memory. So so, so basically,
1: just, you know, in that episode, quick cover is that we've got humans battling against, you know, non-humans, and there is a whole big battle and stuff that goes on, and at the end, you know, they end up having to destroy the non-humans, and the Doctor's like, there should have been a way to save both people, but you guys just, like, couldn't get along. Well,
0: technically, everybody dies except for the Doctor, Tegan and Trillo. Oh, that's right. Nobody else survived. And and this is – it started a whole season of just everybody dying and everything just going to –
2: And isn't that a beautiful, you know, kind of contrast to this episode, at least at one point when the Doctor has his peak, where he wins and everybody lives? Yeah.
1: Everybody lives. And it it was just so powerful that, like – the fact that they would turn around and didn't leave. Because even though Madame Kavarian was tricking him, the rest of the people in that army all thought that it was entirely reasonable for them to turn and walk away.
2: Yeah. I mean, so they, I, I mean, mean
1: too. Well, so like, so they genuinely were that that frightened of him. So like, I don't think any of the power of, of that moment was lost by the fact that Kavarian herself was being deceitful. I and mean, honestly, after I thing. saw the
2: monk reveal, I'd probably be heading to the exit <laughs> myself.
1: Oh man, look on the thin one's face when he realized that his husband's head got cut off. Oh, oh. I, I think Kavarian though she's pretty bold
0: because she's the one that yeah. supposedly has all these people around her who are scared of the doctor yet she's the one that's getting all the pleasure out of of fooling him with the whole um ganger thing going
1: oh yeah yeah it's true
0: obviously she was the one behind the Amy and she was obviously again yeah. behind Melody
3: being the
2: one oh. big time bleeding into other realities you I know, thought or it was absolutely people,
3: horrible the way they just melted her baby like, if that were her, if I were her, I would have needed to be in, like, very my strong care therapy it for, was like, years. Wax.
0: And that was a really good performance by Karen Gillan. Oh, my is, God. Yeah. This is I her second series. series. Yeah. Basically her second full series in anything. Because Doctor Who was brilliant where she got her major start. And just seeing the amount of emotion that she put into this episode. From being happy, from being sad, from being angry, from being a mom that you wouldn't mess with. All, the, all those aspects of Karen Gillan were, were very, very much believable.
1: Yeah, it's very Everyone's suitable. Everyone's acting the episode. was really good, and the writing was yes. really good. And it was very suitable
2: for the episode. I mean, it was like a really emotional roller coaster, I think, for the audience. A lot of the characters, um, you know, throughout everything, a lot of reveals, and, you know, just as we learned at the beginning, you know, we saw River Song and we saw Rory. Uh, we knew there were going to be peaks. We knew there were going to be lows and and some peaks, you know, coming out of it again. And I think a lot of those things make for a great story.
1: And what a great moment that was there where you see, like, River kind of adjusting to something similar to someone looking at a parent who has Alzheimer's or something. It's just like, doesn't, he, oh, my God, my dad doesn't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, that was
3: so heartbroken. Like, she was looking at him being like, oh, my God. And he was like, what's wrong? Yeah. It's like nothing. Hi Dad. <laughs> oh. That was so sweet.
0: I think it's goes to the epicness and the and the and the character building in this episode that you get the Paternoster gang that goes forward from this episode and is in a whole bunch of episodes that we've already rated
1: uh which uh by which he means vastra jenny and strax and there's a minisode that we unfortunately couldn't find anymore but basically jenny and and uh vastra re- revive strax and invite him to come live with them
2: exactly mm-hmm.
1: you guys should all check that out if they can find yeah, it yeah if you can find <laughs> it yeah <laughs> it's out there it's out there and if you can find us send it send us a link i was gonna <laughs> say maybe on the series where five should, box seven. where should they send it to uh, you can send it to the Hoovian review at gmail.com or post it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever.
2: Yeah, we're all open. Indeed, we'll watch the sky for carrier pigeons too. Yes, <laughs> if there's any
1: bird involved, I'm there. All right, so other fun fact about this episode. Uh the the secret about who River was was like very closely kept. Now, um starting when Like so, River had her first two episodes, you know, where she—Alex Kingston was the
0: only one who knew,
1: right? Where where she, you know, dies, and then when she comes back, the whole like concept is put together. So Stephen Moffat pulls aside Alex Kingston, who plays River, and is like, "Hey, we might do this thing where you know you're actually Amy's, you know, daughter, and uh, but we're not sure if we will. It's going to depend on how you guys how the chemistry works out on screen, and you know." We may go a different direction, but you know, don't tell anyone. And so she had to keep it under her hat. And the only direction that Amy was given is, you're not jealous of River, and that was like that was it on the relationship. So oh the whole time where they're going through like and practicing and filming this whole episode, uh, the good a good man goes to war, uh, nobody knows still. Only River knows, because, or only Alex Kingston knows, because uh, they wanted to keep it secret. So the day that they filmed the last scene, she's finally allowed to tell them. So she like runs in and is like, "Hey guys," because their script had had a fake ending in it, where wow. it's like River was actually someone else. And so like the truth of like, so she told them like a few minutes before they filmed. That scene. Oh, my (laughs) God. Imagine if there was, like, I'm not going to tell you. You just have to react. Too cool. Well, I I think they were probably worried that the actors would just, like, break character and be like, um, that's not your line. (laughs) Well, I'd be like, okay, we made
3: a fake ending. Whatever River says or Alex says, go with it. Yeah. That would have been cool, too. But I don't think it would have been as great. But
0: But I think uh, this goes to show you that Doctor Who can have that mystery stay put within the confines of the show. A lot of times people are complaining because it's leaked out to the general audience. Oh, yeah, the master's coming back. Oh, yeah, the doctor's so changing technology. into this person. Oh, yeah, this is going to happen. In this instance, <clears throat> nobody knew it was happening until it actually happened. Thank God. And and then when it went out, nobody in the audience knew. Yeah. So it's it was it was quite a, a big thing. Now there there were definitely people out there guessing. Well, maybe this is the case. I mean that that's going to
2: happen anyway. But a lot of people probably just didn't see this one coming. Yeah, I think that's the way. Like you keep uh you know true secrets. I think the problem with a lot of conspiracy theories is that a lot of them require hundreds or thousands of people to all be able to keep this really really insane secret. Um, but if you can, you know, do it in the right way with one other person, you can pull it off. But, you know, when you manage, you you know, know, project managers go about doing things, you know, something's always going to go wrong, you know, with, with 10 people, with
1: less. Three, three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. That's a, I forget who said it. That's a quote. I didn't
0: make that up. Along the same lines, I just wanted to point out that whenever there's a new doctor that has been cast and the actor has been told, hey, we are choosing you, but you can't tell anybody. So that actor then has to go home and tell nobody, mm-hmm. literally nobody. But one of the nice things that they did for Jody was that they allowed her to go to David Tennant and tell him. Because... They they knew that she needed someone to tell. Yes, because every actor before her has always been like on edge, like Peter Capaldi. He couldn't say anything until his big reveal on on TV. All thirteen? No, he actually was revealed before that as the next Doctor. Cool. Um, And they did a whole ceremony with on BBC where they actually had him on stage, but they did yeah. yeah. And uh, one of these days we'll have to show you that. But it's, it's really – it must be really ex, excruciating to have to sit there. I could there only imagine. Not saying, oh my god, I'm the doctor. Yeah. Tom Baker, back when he was the doctor, he actually showed up to work um, and didn't tell really anybody. He, he was working at a construction site and he literally just went back to work the next day and after finding out he was the next doctor – and really
2: didn't say anything. Yeah, like it's been killing me not telling you guys. Yeah, but
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> really, I, I mean, no, never mind.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is it the red beard.
2: Wow, I, they, didn't know hey, you oh, I just that caught time. that. <laughs> They've been looking for gingers forever. It's been foreshadowed. <laughs> yes, they have been. He's
3: always wanted to be a ginger, or they have oh. always wanted to be a ginger.
0: Well, it's probably time to rate this
3: episode. Oh, uh, we're having fun with this one. Another. I'll go first. I can
1: I don't care that we've pointed out flaws in this episode. This episode gets a ton for Shelby. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder right, if this was so
3: impactful and what it could have, you know, sparked in Your you. first episode? Yep. Oh, I feel like at some point we all just need to watch our
2: first episodes in a podcast. Well, moment. despite Shelby's poor rating and low view of this episode, <laughs> I actually thought it was very strong. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are a lot of fantastic elements that we have here We have new characters They're dynamic and great They each had um, powerful short moments That really describe their personalities And introduced them to the Hooniverse um, We have a great turn of events Oh my goodness we, River Song, we know who she is She is Rory and Amy's child And the doctors love her They smooch and stuff they It's a whole thing um, and, and we see high points, we see low points, it's a beautiful story, it makes us think too, you know, we have, uh, big ideas, especially when we think about, um, you know, River Song coming back to the doctor and letting him know, this is your fault, all of this, you've inspired this fear. I love it. You are this she figure. can't be one of the only people that'll be like, listen, you done goofed. Yeah, she can level him, put him mm-hmm. in his place. Mm-hmm. And that what, that's what happens here. And I think we need to wrestle with that as an audience, too. I think that's why we have like this idea of you know flirting with the Doctor as a villain. Um, because in a lot of senses, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why is he called the Doctor? Why is he called the Doctor? For me, this was a, a brilliant episode. Um, you know, I, I think it earns a rare Colin 10 out of 10. I'll grant it. Um, run away with it. All right. <laughs> run away with it. I don't have much to say,
3: much like Shelby, but without a doubt, without even batting an eye, 10 out of 10. Maybe like a small bat, but other than other than that, 10 out of 10.
1: You only bat your eyes because you're cute when you do it. I know. That's why I do it. Come on. That's why everyone does it. I know.
2: <laughs> I think like you want to do it?
1: Yeah, of
3: course you are.
2: Oh, Colin. <clears throat>
3: You look ugly there.
0: (gasps) Any rate, (laughs) insults aside, this episode has a very large task. It has to introduce us to new characters that are going to go forward. It has to reinvent new characters that are for this specific episode. It has to bring back previous characters. It has to bring back the past of the Doctors, especially elevens And it also has to answer some questions. Of course, it also then brings up more questions. But um, it's kind of hard not to like this episode. And I think part of the reason why is because you do have an awesome ensemble. It. For someone watching this for the first time and for someone who had never seen another Doctor Who episode, this episode would be the most confusing episode. Uh-huh. I can attest to that. And so with that, it it could be a problem if, you're, if that was the first episode that you ever saw. But here's the thing. It, it's a testament to how good of an episode it is because it turned you into fan.
1: Yeah, even though I was confused most of the time. Exactly, it was, I can still but it how made it you want to
0: go back and figure out what in the world was going on. And that was it. that's the most important thing. Um, when I first saw this episode, I mean, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't tell you how emotional I was during this whole thing. And try it was and tell us up and down. It. I felt like I. I don't know. It just was. It was just a, an emotional event. Would you say it was spiritual? <laughs> Probably yes. Um, I will also give this a 10 out of 10.
1: We all yeah. gave it a yeah. 10, 10 Whoa, hang on.
2: Is this, is this a this movie the,
1: in review first? I don't, I don't know. Is this the only time this has happened? Yes.
2: But because these four individuals, Wait, I, I believe Wait, hang on. So. Does this
1: make this, like, collectively our favorite episode? Yes.
2: Ooh, uh, uh, no, I mean like collectively oh, because uh,
1: like all of us together. but by,
2: by, I think there's other quantitative numbers that we have on this scale. I think we have to admit that, but there are so many others closer and nearer dear to my heart. Well, or well at least that's a not that we all agree Yeah, I meant yeah. that we
1: all agree on. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm not understand. saying it's my favorite episode, yeah.
2: but it's definitely here's
1: the things
0: that we all four haven't been on every podcast. So there are yes. other
3: episodes. So this is us four agreeing Facts. on one episode as being our podcast favorite. Because we haven't seen yes. the Husbands of River Songs together. So
0: far, this is probably yeah. our best. But if we went through Peter Capaldi, I'm sure we could find it. Oh, without there. a
3: doubt. Listen. Without a doubt. Listen. It a River song, Possibly favorite a couple of David Tennant,
0: Sarah. Uh, maybe a couple. Maybe a Christopher Eccleston here. You'll right. know it. Mm. You'll know it. <sighs> anyway,
3: this is an exciting podcast. I liked it a lot. Good. Well, any rate, I hope you all have no, a wonderful I liked it night. Too. It was nice. Just, good. Shut up. I love no. this podcast.
2: <laughs> think Thank it's, you, Colin. I, I was not, not, not just a, podcast a with you guys, but also no. one of the number one fans of this podcast. I, I am know. a listener myself. Really? I'm excited exactly for this that. podcast.
0: Oh, I I'm, I'm a listener sometimes, too. I, I, I have to go back and, and listen to just the four of us, but also some of the older ones where it's just me and Shelby, and it's just like, Whoa, what where's everybody
1: else?
2: <laughs> Back in the olden days. I for the I most know.
1: part don't listen because yeah. I remember what I said. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh,
2: all right. I remember
1: a lot
0: <laughs> of what I say. I remember I Jeremy, remember where's every- he? I just don't remember everything I
2: say. I never Yeah, remember I was I being said. a little facetious. <laughs> a little. Hmm. Look how nice my t-shirts. All
1: right, well, good night everyone. Good night. Good night y'all. Maybe
2: Bye.